SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci, and I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Let's do this thing. We're also on the clock. We've got a ton of games that are going on. We'll try to help you make the correct game time decision. As uh, I made the uh, incorrect game Me time too. decision when it came to the Montreal Canadiens against the uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers uh, victorious, two nothing uh, final score. Flyers now up uh, three games uh, to one in that series. We've got the Flames and the Stars going on as we speak. We'll bang on this. We'll bang and uh, we'll track the Heat and the Pacers, as well as uh, the Houston Rockets and the Oklahoma City Thunder coming up as well. What's going on, Cam? Yeah, Gabe, I was on the wrong side there, too. Thought the Canadians would try it up, uh, tie it up. I got the Philly, Philadelphia Flyers in the series, but Montreal's really outplayed them this series. And it's funny, the game I jump on Montreal instead of Philadelphia is the game they lay an egg. Uh, no offense for this team. They've been, you know, defensively, they've been fine. It's just they can't crack uh, Carter Hart right now. And uh, great shocker early in the basketball. Wish we had the Kahunas. I know when I was doing that Scotty Farrell show, he took the 12 and a half with the Orlando Magic. But the Magic have done this before. Remember the, them beating Toronto in game one. So obviously the series isn't over, but Milwaukee losing is a 12 and a half point favorite. Huge. Yeah, I'm not uh, fully surprised, uh, to be honest. We've got a promo that's been running. Um, and uh, fortunately, you know, this promo will probably run for like two months. So it'll be able to, uh, you know, it'll be a reminder uh, of you know what I said with the Milwaukee Bucks. And, yeah. you know, as I stated, I thought the Milwaukee Bucks were overrated coming into the playoffs, but basketball produces the worst takes. Like, uh, you know, all the same people that said, like, oh, the Bucks are unbeatable in the East, and, oh, the Raptors, oh, well, they had Kawhi, yep. can't beat them without Kawhi, are the exactly. same people now that are abandoning ship after one game. And as you mentioned, the Orlando Magic actually beat uh, the Toronto Raptors last year in game one of the playoffs uh, as well. But, you know, Milwaukee do have problems moving forward. Uh, for all the reasons that I've talked about um, a million times, uh, but uh, whatever, we've got other stuff uh, going on uh, right now. So we've got Oklahoma City and um, and the Houston Rockets. That's going to be a fun uh, series uh, right there. But the Heat and the Pacers are banging uh, right now, Cam. I'm on the Pacers uh, here, so I'm fully expecting them to lose by five points. They've been in the game all day long. You know, yeah. I've got them plus four and a half, so they probably lose by five. That was the theme yesterday. You know, the favorites covered all the games in the NBA yesterday, but it wasn't easy. Now we saw the underdog stepped up with the first one uh, today. As we speak uh, right now, the Heat are up 91-90. This thing's going back and forth. Should be tight until the closing minutes. I'm on the Pacers plus the points here. I hope you win, Gabe. I didn't touch this game, but I do have a play for the next game coming up. And you and I got it, I think, a few days ago. Uh, I'm taking Oklahoma City. I've already bet it. We're getting a point, point and a half. I, I, like, I, I like Oklahoma City to win the game. 
Uh, we expect Chris Paul to be angry. A lot of people think Houston are just going to, you know, just drain threes and beat these guys. Houston, Oklahoma City's a hard-working lunch bucket team, and I think they get the win in the first game. And I like your, I like your pick of Indiana. We knew Indiana, Miami was going to be a dogfight, and you said it. Uh, Miami got up 12. The Pacers have come back. This game is coming down to the wire. I hope you cover. All right, so yeah, we'll keep our eye on uh, this game. We've got the the Thunder and the Rockets coming up at 6.30 Eastern. And, of course, the main event, the Portland Trailblazers and the Los Angeles Lakers uh, this evening. Um, we'll get into the props uh, for the Lakers and the Blazers uh, game. Should be a prop of Palooza. Game time decisions continues. All right, we want to welcome all of our radio audience uh, right now. Shout out, this is Game Time Decisions. I am Renzi. We're kicking it with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart. Donnie Wrightside, you know, Donnie Wrightside might join us. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Like, if we add three people to this conversation, everything might just, like, explode and blow up, and you'll have new host here tomorrow because me and Cam will be dead because everything <laughs> blew up. Uh, but, I don't know. I'm willing, I'm willing to. Uh, we're, we're willing to give it a shot. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're betting dice. on it. <laughs> we're rolling the dice. So, Donnie Wrightside might be with us. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Don, Donnie right side on the radar uh, here today. We'll get into the baseball. We have the Yankees and the Rays. Um, big, big series uh, here. You know, it used to be the Yankees and the Red Sox was a big series, but of course the Red Sox suck uh, yeah. right now. So it's no longer a big series. The Rays and the Yankees uh, are both teams playing good uh, baseball right now. You know, it's amazing though. We talk about, oh, the fans, the fans, the fans. The Yankees are now 10-0 and yeah. at home. Without fans. It's only like the third time in franchise history they've done this. So I don't know if the Yankees are really missing fans uh, no. as much as uh, fans would like to think. And, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again, but just in case you missed my take, fans suck anyways, guys. Like, you think they miss you? They don't. Oh, yeah, they miss a bunch of fat dudes yelling stuff and a bunch of people like, on their cell phones. Like, I'm telling you, the only I had, a, I had a UFC fighter on last night. I asked about missing fans. He goes, oh. Never really thought about it that there wasn't fans. <laughs> Never thought yeah, exactly. right. hey, Who no cares? <laughs> yeah, no, he was like, I, I didn't Who really think cares? about it. Goes, yeah, three days after the fight, he goes, yeah, yeah I guess you're right, huh? I guess there were yeah, no fans. fans? Yeah. He goes, no, I don't know. It was just cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, That's awesome. That's awesome. People think, oh, they're not the same without the fans. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I yeah, can use the Yankees. without you. And Gabe, the Yankees example, they'll turn on that team quick, right? So the best thing is when you're a good team like the Yankees, obviously you don't want fans, right? If you're not 100% perfect, boo, boo, right now, you know what I mean? They're, they're fine. They're, they're one of the most talented teams in baseball. They can do just well without fans. Thank you. I agree 100%. I've told people a million times, and everything I say is right uh, about this <laughs> stuff. I've told people a million times. Teams don't lose on the road because of fans, Okay. They lose on the road because of travel and fatigue, not because of fans. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, let's rock. We're on the clock. Uh, game time uh, decisions. I'm Marenza. We're kicking it with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart uh, right now. Let's check in. We've got NBA basketball 
uh, going on. And the Miami Heat, of course, are starting to pull away from the Pacers right now, as expected. It's amazing, man. I've called the scripts of all these games, and I keep walking right into it as, again, here's here's another underdog that's been hanging around all day. It's about to uh, about to be on the wrong side of this. So it's 101.93 right now with about five minutes left. We'll keep Still there. on uh, uh, this. Still there. Yeah, yeah, we're a shot or two away, but yeah, it's kind of frustrating. I started off the NBA playoffs so great, killing these props. Yeah, but I'm getting front, you know, daylight dollar short on these sides, man. Half yeah. right there, the Clipper game, into this Maverick game. Yeah, that was. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't even get me started. Yeah, Porzingis, yeah. <laughs> the total stays yeah. under by a basket. Joke. And then the the Mavericks don't barely don't cover. They would have if Porzingis didn't get kicked out. Clearly, exactly. They could have won. Let's bring in. <laughs> Let's bring in Donnie Wrightside uh, right now. Donnie Wrightside. Hey, Donnie. Donnie. Feels good, man. After two weeks off, a little bit of difficulties waiting to get on. It feels like, look, I never left the show, man. Good to be back on. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have you back, actually. A lot, lot of stuff to get to as well. Congratulations yeah. to your uh, your Philadelphia Flyers up three games to one mm. on the Montreal Canadiens. So what, that's back-to-back uh, shutouts uh, for, uh, for Carter Hart then. You know, with all due respect to Carter Hart, like uh, basically, like I, I would have back back to back shot. It's easy to get a yeah. shot out, like when the yeah, other with me and Renzi doesn't shoot, yeah. doesn't <laughs> exactly. shoot the puck. And the Canadians are a classic example of the expression "never confuse activity for achievement." Mm. And like the Canadians are skating around, they think like they, that that doesn't win hockey games. Like, the Canadians remind me of a fighter, guys. It's like sort of bouncing around in a cage. Yep. And it's like, yeah, you look good. You got the dancing down. You got the sort of, you know, you're throwing some air punches and stuff. <laughs> but, you know, you got to step up and fight at some point in time. And the Canadians just don't. They just skate around and skate around and skate around. So, listen, the Flyers are rolling right now. But I'll tell you what, Donnie, I'd be concerned moving forward. As far as the Philadelphia Flyers are concerned, they're not, you know, there's no physicality. Like, they're basically, I don't know if the Flyers are winning or the Canadians are just that bad, but like, wow. You know, hey, back to back shutouts are back to back shutouts, but uh, the Canadians suck pretty hard, Cam. Uh, you said it, Moretzi. Uh, and that's the thing. You bring up a great point. They look like they're actually doing better, but they're not. They're just skating around, buzzing, not getting quality opportunities. But I will say this, Moretzi, the way the Flyers play, when you have confidence in a goaltender, if you've noticed, the way they pinch in and they're not they're not afraid. Some teams panic when they get back. They're like, oh, don't worry. The defenseman will be in position. Little lane, Carter Hart makes the save, and then they go up the ice. So, Donnie, you got to be very happy. Philadelphia's going to need uh, to score more goals if they're going to beat a team like Boston or Tampa Bay. But the defense and goaltending looks great, Donnie. Yeah, the special teams are really going to hurt the Flyers moving forward. I mean, it gets a, a, a viable opponent. You can't go 0 for 90 on the power play. The game, I think you said yeah. it best the other day on Twitter when you brought up the point by saying it's like a soccer game. Like, the Canadians have the ball in soccer 90% of the time, but nobody's able to finish off a goal. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And how many times, Gabe? Two-on-ones, three-on-ones, two-on-os, and even players falling down on two-on-os. <laughs> it's amazing to watch. As a Flyers fan, I feel fortunate moving forward, but I'm not so sure how good the Flyers actually are until they get to a level where another Another team might challenge them. The Canadians are like a, a bee or a wasp, in which <laughs> bee, like it flies around you, and at first you're like you're ducking and stuff. You're like, oh man, I don't want to get bit by this thing. You're like, man, this thing's really coming around here. <laughs> then after a while, 
It's like yeah, that. And, and your friends come over and they're like, oh man, you're a bunch <laughs> of wasps in your back. You're like, yeah, whatever. They don't come near you. They just fly around. <laughs> so like, after a while, you just sort of sit there. You're like, ah, they're right. all just, they just fly around. They don't do anything. That's like the much of Canadians. Like if you're the flyers, like you said, it's amazing. It must be sitting on a bench thinking at first, like the first, man, these guys can skate. Then after a while, it's like, they just skate in circles. Like the Canadians uh, should be like Cam was when he was a teenager. They should be like a uh, a monitor at the skating rink. Hey, you're going too fast. Hey, kids, slow That's down. right. <laughs> like, yeah, like really if you're a flyers forward like why are you skating back as fast like to break up a two-on-one and get back into play you're just like yeah they're probably missing that anyway i'll just take it feels that way man. it is, it embarrassing. Really is. It's, it's embarrassing. so let, knowing philly though you guys are always going to look at the negative so like and yes. plus you know basketball is you know you know sixers are a little bigger i guess but are people happier about this about the Flyers right now, or more angry about the Sixers? It's like yeah, yeah, the Flyers. I'm telling you, I'm, yeah, but. I'm telling you right now, Gabe. On Philadelphia radio right now, you would think the Flyers were down three to one to the Canadians right now. We're always so <laughs> negative, like oh, but we didn't have Carter Hart, but yeah, we actually have Carter Hart. That's why we're up three to one. But everybody's been down on the Sixers for a long time. Once Simmons went out with the injury, it now turns it over to does Brett Brown get a reprieve? And then they say, well, Ben Simmons was injured. What did you want him to do? If the Sixers don't advance past the Celtics. I don't care who's playing. Brett Brown can't be your coach anymore. Enough is enough. I agree. Yeah, you have to wonder how many times you can just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, yeah. rinse and repeat. I know. Listen, the process isn't working, and <laughs> I, I, I think I think it needs to be broken up. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and Brett Brown, this trio, are not going to work together. And I don't know if, and, I, and I'm not even saying it's one of those deals. Not like you know they hate each other and, and this and that. But if mm. you're not winning, you're not winning. You know what I mean? It's as simple as that. And you can bring the same team back, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, yep. right? Uh, yep. We all know this as gamblers, that saying we're very well. So, True. Uh, yeah, it really is. You know, I'm True. telling you guys, the Philadelphia 76ers are the Toronto Maple Leafs. Similar. Good players, sort of star players. Yep. All trust the process. It's like, yeah, whatever, guys. You've been together for four years. You process lose blows. in the first round every yeah. year. And yeah, you the process say, oh, yeah, sucks. But we didn't have this, or we didn't do this, or not. It's like, no, whatever, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? you got to break it up. At some point, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So, hey, it is It is what it is. I jumped in. I took the Sixers plus the points in the first game. Now that Hayward's out, I'm telling you, though, Donnie, the Celtics are soft, too, bro. The Raptors are. are winning the East. You see the Bucs are flaky. The Celtics are soft. Hayward's already hurt. Someone else will get hurt on that team. It's the same crap all the time with them. The Raptors are battle-tested and tough. I'm telling you, Diane, I think the Raptors win the East again. It's amazing because it, look how good Nick Nurse is as a coach. Like, you arguably lose your best player, and it's almost like you don't even skip a beat from last year. And, yes, you're in the bubble now. And I actually think it really helps Toronto here, Gabe, because if you're not going to have home court advantage, it doesn't matter in the bubble. You're not going to Milwaukee to play four games and only get three games back in Toronto. So if you're an underlying team here, you can certainly get after it. It's a very good point. Very good point. All right. Uh, so what do you think, Donnie, here of of the Oklahoma City Thunder? A basketball team that got zero respect during the year. Listen, number one, I was saying earlier about fans. Fans are idiots, okay? So number one, fans are morons. Number two, basketball fans are the stupidest fans of any sport, all right? MMA fans are pretty thick. 
Hockey fans are dumb, <laughs> but bas- I'm on a roll today. Basketball fans are stupid. Like, they're just He's stupid. A- <laughs> You're Andy <laughs> Rooney with an edge today, Gabe. He's yeah, got a real edge. Is gonna be great. stupid and dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a difference between stupid and dumb, right? I'm but, dumb. Like, basketball takes are the worst. Like, they really are. Oh, Michael Porter's yeah. the next Michael Jordan because he hits the yeah. three. And, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Donnie? Like, like the Raptors are fundamentally a great team. People don't know about it because, oh, I don't know, they're, they're in Toronto. And similar situation, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the best team in the NBA against the spread. Like, let, and let, let's, so let's break it down. Who's got better point guards here? I don't know. I'll take Chris Paul, uh, Dennis Schroeder, and Gilgis Alexander over the Houston Rockets. We got Steven Adams. We got a better coach than Billy Donovan. I'll go down the list. The Oklahoma City Thunder are a better basketball team with a better roster that are having a better year. Like they're, and they get no respect. I think the Thunder dispatch of these guys. What's your take, Donnie? We'll get camps picked. Yeah, like, like if you. Yeah, even when you look at that, Gabe, it's the similar, you know, you know, when Westbrook is not going to play in this, now you have Chris Paul coming back. I bet they would like to have the roles reversed and have Chris Paul back in Houston for this series as opposed to vice versa. It's one of those where, again, you're in the bubble. Anything can happen. I'll take the team that's going to play a little bit of defense here as opposed to the team that's going to try to get to the free throw line and just shoot threes all game long. I agree with you here. Oklahoma right, we'll City. Get take. Oklahoma City. We'll get Cavs take on the other side. we got an update coming up. More Donnie right side coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I am Arantia. We're kicking over to Reggie Ren and Cam Stewart. Donnie Wrightside uh, joining us as well right now. The uh, Miami Heat pulling away late. It is uh, 109.99 right now with about a buck, uh, buck 10, buck 11 left in this basketball game. We have the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Rockets uh, coming up. I'm on the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, here, but I was also on the Pacers for what, uh, what, uh, whatever that's worth. So we we're on the uh, we we're on the Pacers. So we're we're pulling the trigger with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I just think they're too deep. I think they're a better basketball team than people uh, realize. It's just you know the market that they play in. They're not hyped. They're not a flashy team without Westbrook and Durant. Uh, but you know what they are? They're a better team uh, right now. So give me the Oklahoma City Thunder. So let's get into uh, what do you think about the late game before we get into baseball, uh, guys? So what do you think of the late game, uh, Donnie, here with the Blazers and the Lakers? I think it's a nice advantage for the Blazers. that They've been playing competitive basketball for the last nine games coming in here against a Laker team that really hasn't played uh, a real game in, uh, in about six months. I agree. I agree with you on that, because when you're taking a look here, Gabe, I think the NBA actually did a real nice service to the Trailblazers saying, all right, if you're going to play all these games in the bubble just to try to get into the playoffs, we're not going to have you play game one. That would have been a major advantage there for the Los Angeles Lakers, but give them the extra day to rest. But also, I think you see that line moving up from five and a half to six and a half as reason to think that the Lakers are rested and ready and the Lakers have been hearing it all through the bubble. Oh, no, you don't want to face the Trailblazers. Here they come tonight. It should be an interesting game to watch. One would think the points would be enough at six and a half. But I think the Lakers come out to play this game. I think the Lakers sent the message in the first half. I'd actually look first half, Gabe, as opposed to the full game here with the Lakers being up a couple points at the half. You know, it's amazing to me, Cam. It is up to six and a half. So it goes up. And, you know, the total 
last night we talked about the show on Sports Rage late night. It was 229 and a half. And I said, you know, I think if there's one one side of this game that's probably the quote unquote the safest, because we were talking about the, you know, the Lakers or the Blazers side, was the over. The betters agree, the market agrees, total up to 233 points in this basketball game. But I'll tell you what, Cam, I'll be taking a six and a half points out with the Portland Trailblazers. So will I. And I, like Marenzi, I'd like to say that I bet on the Montreal Canadiens today. So not not great. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we are going uh, into this one tonight. And uh, I'm on Oklahoma City with you. And I'll uh, make it three for three with Portland. I think it's too many points. I think Portland's licking their chops just because the Lakers talk and say, hey, you know, we're the big bad Lakers. You know, Portland's been great in the bubble. Uh, Dame Lillard's on fire. They got a big man inside now. They're healthy as they've ever been. I think it's a big opportunity. I think it's a tight game. I'll take the points. Not a huge play with Portland. But Donnie, you bring up a good point with the Lakers they've heard it all before but they got to go out and do it talking's one thing I don't think I think it's a lot of talk give me the Blazers all right so let's get into some baseball uh right now interesting baseball card tonight before we do so uh Fernando Tatis Jr there's always something uh in baseball that people find something to complain about so Mm -hmm. so Fernando Tatis this is what we're at right now Donnie so people are upset because he swung at a 3-0 pitch Ridiculous grand slam. So I don't know what's he supposed to like. I don't know. Let there be a strike and then another strike and then strike out. The whole unwritten rule stuff is one of the stupidest things ever. And I know people like to sort of talk about that, but you know, I listen. I've covered Major League Baseball teams and spoken to players and managers. Frank Robinson. All right, the guy's been in. He was in the game for fifty plus years. You know, the only only guy to win most valuable player in the National League in the American League. First black manager in 1976. I think he knows something about codes and rules of baseball. He told me there is no code. There is no rule. There is, like, there is no book. It's all a pile of crap. I remember he stole, he sent someone and stole a base in, like, an 8-1 game. And Dusty Baker started flipping out. And he said after... If, if Dusty would sign a piece of paper and send it over saying that he's going to tell his team to stop trying to come back and win, then I'll stop trying to score. It's just ridiculous. It's just soft. Baseball players are buttercups. You don't like it, get them out. Like, it's pretty simple here. And this is why baseball is not popular with younger people because of this stupid code stuff. What's your take, Donnie? Yeah, the, the worst part about this is n- nobody cares about the Grand Slam home run. Like, everybody wants to see more runs. I'm an overbetter. I love it. But the crux of the argument comes in because the unwritten rules are ridiculous in Major League Baseball. But the issue at hand here is not so much the un- unwritten rules that happen because after the game, it was the Padres manager coming out saying, hey, look, I gave him a take signal. He knew the signal was not the swing, and he blatantly disrespected the manager and hit the Grand Slam. That's the only argument that's out there. If you're mad and there was no take swing and you look down the third baseline and your pitcher and your coach is like this yep get up there and let it rip nobody would care about this and if you're from a rangers perspective oh my god how could you hit a grand slam on a 3-0 pitch you shouldn't have any argument the only argument that can even stand up right now is the fact that he told his manager to basically pound sand i'm gonna get my shine on here in the box and knock it right out of the ballpark outside of that how can you get upset with a 3-0 home run you can't well come on take baseball that's a good point as far as the manager but that's the problem cam even a manager shouldn't be you know, baseball needs entertainment. Baseball needs more Fernando Tatis Jr., not less. People I agree. Don't pay. That's, that's, well, I was going to say people don't pay to go and see him take pitches. <laughs> well, there's no fans there. Yeah. But yeah. people yeah. aren't tuning in to television. Like, the same thing, guys. We didn't tune in last night to see Porzingis get kicked out of the game. 
You know what I mean? No. If Porzingis does something, you know, dangerous to somebody, fine. But when you start playing games and, you know, I don't know, it just seems stupid to me that this is what they're worried about. And I'm glad that other players, like Trevor Bauer, who's a pitcher, says you've got nothing to nothing to apologize for about anything. It's a good point that you raised, though, Donnie, as far as the, you know, him not listening to his own manager in a situation uh, like that. But, you know, like, look at Tim and the, the Tim Anderson kid, right? Same thing. You know, he's always telling baseball, you got to ease up. You got to enjoy. Bryce Harper says the same thing. Says, like, you got to enjoy the celebration. And, and you know, we should encourage that type of stuff more to bring entertainment. One quick point, wait, Gabe, one quick point on that, game. just real quick. When, when you look at the manager from his perspective, like, he shouldn't have given the no-take sign. Just let the game play mm. out. And, but I know he yes. has Texas ties. But the big part of the whole argument is, even if you gave the no-take the no, or the take sign, he hits the grand slam, why would you tell that out? Why wouldn't you just take him aside in the locker room? Hey, you know I gave mm. him that signal. You blew it off. Try not to do it again. And it never gets out. And he doesn't have a press conference saying, well, Tatis will know better next time. That's what caused it. A real manager would say, look, you blew this off. Here's why I called it. Maybe we can come to an agreement after this, but we're not. We handle it in house. That's it. Done deal. Yeah, he took the he took the managerial code. He didn't want to upset yeah. the managerial, as opposed to your own clubhouse. Because you're right. Now, <laughs> now Tatis knows. All right, so he's more worried about sucking up to other managers in the league yep. than he is like yep. what, yeah. what I think. Yep. Right or soon, what? what soon, it doesn't. In this room. It doesn't matter. Soon we're going to be playing football with two hand touch hockey. You're not. We're going to be playing <laughs> ringette baseball. It might as well be t ball. It's a joke, man. Like you saw Perzingis. Bill Lambeer did everything but murder a guy on the court, and he doesn't even get a technical. Perzingis did nothing wrong, and they take one of the most important players out of a game and cost betters who have money on the, the Dallas Mavericks. And it was it was an absolute joke. Hockey, the same thing. Everything, it's a touch call. You touch a guy's skate, he dives now. Rancy, this is the world we're living in. Gone are the days of, uh, you know, the pitcher that goes deep, full games and all that thing. It's a wussified society, and sports might as well be played two-hand touch and, and stuff. Everybody gets a participation ribbon now. That's the way it is. Oh, I know. I, I can't disagree. Look, people are people say they support Tuka Rask because he misses his family. Yeah, okay. everybody's missing it's their okay family. That he quit on his team. It's like, yeah. like that's where we're at. No. Like it's so soft. People don't even get mad at this stuff anymore. I know. They think you're a jerk if you get mad about it. Exactly. Like, I think Tuka Rask a big quitter, and uh, trust me, I think people think I'm a big jerk. I think Mike Conley quit on his team by leaving to go be with the birth of the kid. Like I said, the reason that this kid's going to be able to live the lifestyle that he does because his father's a pro athlete. And same with the wife. You don't live in this house. You don't live this lifestyle. We have all this because I do play in the NBA, right? And I got to say, like I said, man, I never crossed my mind once in my life whether my father was there when I was born or not. Did you guys think about that? Oh, I wonder why. I can't believe he wasn't there. Like I said, if my, my father dad, told me yeah. I wasn't there because, yeah, I was touring with the Rolling Stones or I was an <laughs> NBA point guard and I was a star and I was in the NBA, I'd be, man, you were pretty cool, weren't you? <laughs> like, you know I mean? yeah. yeah, my dad hit the deck, Gabe. When he saw me come out in a pile of blood, the nurse says my dad just stared at me, face planted right into the floor. That's my son. <laughs> wow. True story. You were a big baby. He thought, oh. God. Yeah, yeah. He's, He's like, like, oh, my God, look at this man. guy. He's going to cost a lot to feed. The twins, uh, uh. the twins, um, the twins are the, the class of, the, you know, we thought the twins were going to be the class of this division, but the Indians were sort of one of those teams that a lot of people thought with the pitching that they had that they would be able to compete.
yet they've lost two of their pitchers due to coronavirus and the issue. So what do you make of this, Donnie? Listen, they've won three straight. They're minus 170 right now at FanDuel against the Pirates uh, right now. They option uh, Plesak and Clevenger to the mass unit loser farm team uh, here. There's some people in this room, supposedly some guys don't want them back. Like they're that mad yeah. about the lying part. I guess Plesak, they think he's a clown because of that video that he did, that he's not really sorry. And B, they're really mad at Clevenger that he got on the plane with them. That he took oh, a plane that's with them. Yeah. And didn't yeah. tell them. They're like, dude, we, we don't trust you anymore. And it seems to be pretty deep, Donnie, that they don't want them in the room, but they're both damn good pitchers. What do you do? What do you think of this? Are, are, the it's, people, it's amazing. are they overreacting yeah. in the room? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time is sitting continues. I'm Renzi. We're kicking it with uh, Donnie right side and the raging redhead Cam Stewart. The show's just flying by. We got to get the picks, but I want to get Cam's take on this quickly, and then yep. we'll, uh, we'll get what we'll get these guys' takes on the game itself. Listen, Cleveland. You know, Cleveland are a good baseball team. They've been battling this year. They've won three in a row. They're thirteen and nine. They're right in the mix. It's not like they want to lose two two pitchers. I mean, they they already traded Corey Kluber as well. Yep. Yet there seems to be just this real real anger in the room like i said guys like if you're a team and you're all supposed to go back to the room and you find out it's like all right man a couple of the guys went out to a club i'm not like disowning them like i tell mm-hmm. them you guys are idiots man but like whatever yeah you're gonna forgive them for it yet this seems to be different in the sense that it is different they went out they lied they wouldn't even admit it after he got on a plane with them, which exposed them to like that, like everybody else. And then Plesak blames the media, right? Oh, it's the media's fault yeah. for you know reporting everything that we actually did. But it's amazing, Cam, because like Donnie said, the, the the organization handled it, suspended them, and it was basically the, the they realized they were like, we can't put these guys in this room with these guys. The, and it's an insult to the players that have been taking this seriously. And quite frankly, like I, I read a thing the other day, they basically said that the Indian players don't want these guys back in their room right now. But the organization doesn't want to just give up on these guys because they're good players. You can't just like dispose people. But what do you make of this? What they did was so stupid, though, too, Gabe. And another thing is, if me, you, and Donnie are a team, we respect each other. The fact that you lied about something, that makes you, like, that, that, that's such a chump move. And another thing is, people don't remember, Carlos Carrasco is a cancer survivor. Say he gets COVID-19. He yes. could die. These guys really didn't think about the, the ramifications of what they're doing. Oliver Perez is a veteran. These guys did what they t- were told. And these young guys, despite being great players, were morons. They didn't think. And then they lied to their friends and teammates, a.k.a. family, about something. I think the organization did a right thing. And if I was on that team, too, all the things that we've done, you guys don't have to follow the same rules. We're a team. So you know what? You go down to the taxi squad and figure it out. Maybe we'll let you back. But I like the way Cleveland handled it. Very irresponsible by the players. I think they're going to trade him, Donnie. I think that's the solution. 
One well, of them for sure. I don't, know how you, I don't know how you come back from it. Yeah, I mean, how do you come yeah, back from it? Because I think it, like, we're, you know, as a society and human beings, we're forgiving. So if, I'm sure if they came back in the team meetings, like, hey, guys, we were really stupid by doing this. I'm glad nobody got affected. You know, please let us back on the team. We'll do whatever you want. And it sounded like, Gabe, the opposite happened. Like, they got back to him, like, dude, I didn't think it's sick. Nobody got sick. What's the big deal over here? And they're like, yeah, you know what? You're gone. Why are you dealing with this? Yeah. yeah well, no, that was Please like basically said, oh, it's all overhyped anyways. You guys are all soft. And, like, and then he <laughs> did the video. In which he's driving on like a highway, talking about like it was like they, his video was dangerous that he did. <laughs> the thing with police, you figure that a son of a big leaguer would be able to have a little bit more common sense. Plus, his tool bag hairdo didn't help either. <laughs> no. He looked like such a tool bag that people are like, "God, this guy's a tool." Yeah, but he was. Oh, it's the media, the blowing it out of the misconstrued, the blowing it out of proportion, fake news. That's the thing, man. Fake news was a chuckle years ago once. Now everybody yeah. just throws it out there. Yeah. Sky's blue, fake news. It's like, dude, <laughs> you know, like, uh, come on, man. Like, you know what I mean? I prefer Chris Johnson, false news. False news, <laughs> That's yeah. False I news. enjoyed the false That's the best false news. <laughs> he was right. He never got charged with murder. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. It was false news. <laughs> so Cleveland Indians, <clears throat> minus um, – uh, it's actually gone up <clears throat> over the last couple of minutes. It was minus seven. A lot of juice. Any interest in that <clears throat> game, guys, or is the juice too high here? Too high for me. I don't know what Donnie thinks. It's parlay material. You're going up against the Pittsburgh Pirates. For me, Gabe, it's uh, parlay or nothing. I don't know what you're doing, Donnie. I don't think it makes the card. I got enough action on the go right now. Yeah, it's, Donnie, it's not a great look, but if I'm going to... Yeah, if I'm going to take the Cleveland Indians here, Gabe, I'm going to go run line first five innings just to be up like three to one. I, you look at the lineup for Pittsburgh and you say, well, where do the runs come from? Carrasco's an elite level pitcher. Let's say he gives up one run or two runs. You would think that Cleveland would be able to get at least two or three runs here. I'd take the run line the first five, limit that juice. You know, interesting uh, dynamic here. The Pittsburgh Pirates guys, 1-10, in 10, their last 11 interleague baseball games. Although you could yeah, probably gross. say they're 1-10 in 10 in their last 11 lot of different type of games. But, <laughs> you know, it is, it yes. is what it is. They're 4-14 four and 14 on the year. That's why the number is uh, what it is. But I think the Tribe will uh, get it done. All right, so the New York Yankees. New York Yankees have been beating up on some bad baseball teams, Donnie. But they are 10-0 and at home. And I was kidding earlier about how, oh, it's sort of 10-0 and without fans, right? Oh, the fans, the fans. Well, would they be 10-0 if there's fans there? No, I guarantee you they wouldn't be. So they're 10-0 and right now at home. But they've got a million injuries. And they were playing against the Boston Red Sox. Now they get a real baseball team and their real new rival in here, the Rays rolling in the Yankee Stadium. Blake Snell versus Tanaka. What's your opinion on this one? It's an interesting game to look at because when you look, obviously, I think the pitching is better on the Tampa Bay side with Snell getting the start. But this isn't, again, this isn't the Yankees lineup that we expected to start the season. A lot of big guys are out in that lineup. We know Snell can hold it down. If he can pitch five or six innings, I think they can hold their own. And also, it's telling where Gabe, the line opened up as a favorite to the New York Yankees offshore. And now that's a decided favorite, 120 to 125 for Tampa Bay. I think the line is right. I think Tampa Bay is the play. But it's one of those things, Gabe, that you look at the Dodgers and the Yankees. It's like when you go against them and you lose, you're like, why did I do that? You know? <laughs> I know. And if you don't take them, correct. you're like, why didn't I take them? Yeah, <laughs> correct. I left yeah. I left the Yankees on the table Sunday night. It's still bothering me. I took them last night. <laughs> um, you know, it's amazing, though, guys. The Yankees and, and the Dodgers has been the World Series that everybody's wanted. Like that, the, the, the media, the baseball, East Coast, West Coast, two-storied franchises. They haven't played head-to-head in the World Series since 1981. 
And it'll just be kind of crazy and ironic what actually happens this year in a year in which there's no fans uh, there, which would just be some sort of strange twist. Now, I know, Cam, you, you, you were taking the Boston Red Sox against the Yankees. So I got to believe you're stepping up with the Tampa Bay Rays here. I am. I think the Rays win tonight. I like the Rays tonight. Yeah, you know, I just say be careful with the Yankees with the Jews. But, man, that's the thing. Like, I, I leave money off the table. I'm always skeptical, Gabe. I'll, I'll be a stooge. Let's be stooges together. I like the Rays. You're right. We don't make a lot of money betting against the Yankees. But tonight I think it is, it is a good spot. We will make this a play. We are taking the Tampa Bay Rays. They have a pitching advantage. Uh, the injuries catch up with the Yankees tonight, and Tampa Bay will be up for this series. It's low juice. It's a quarter. Sign me up with the Tampa Bay Rays. They get it done tonight, Gabe. I like this play a lot. Interesting dynamic here, Donnie, is like talking about no fans. That home home field has been so big in this rivalry. Uh, the Yankees were eight and two at uh, Yankee Stadium last year against Tampa, thirty five and thirteen. The last thirty eight games, uh, thirty five and thirteen. The Yankees are in New York against at Tampa Bay, but different dynamic right now with no fans. And it's funny because um, the Rays are talking about uh, this Kermar. It's going to be a little bit more peaceful. I don't have to hear as many bad words as I normally do out there in the outfield. <laughs> Talking trash to me and the guys next to me. It's going to be a nice little change of pace, that's for sure. Because, yeah, you know, the language gets a little salty out there in the outfield at, uh, at Yankee Stadium. Some players feed off of that stuff, though. So, your Philadelphia Phillies, these guys ain't feeding off of anything right now. Um, but they can get to, to, to 500 here, Donnie. What do you make of uh, what do you make of the Philadelphia Philly game? I mean, we were just talking about this Red Sox team, so it's Eflin versus Godley uh, tonight. Phillies with an eight and nine record. You know, I was expecting more from the Phillies uh, this year, but there's still a lot of baseball left, even in a sixty game season. What's your take on this game? Yeah, just keep the Phillies away from teams that lose 100 games in the season because they're 1-5 and five versus the Marlins and the Orioles combined. But who would have thought? You know it's a pandemic, Gabe. When the Phillies are going on the road to Boston, they're the favorite. And it's not Aaron Nola on the mound. It's not Roy Halladay on the mound. It's Zach Eflin on the mound. That tells you a lot about that pitching matchup and the pitching staff for the Boston Red Sox. Looking a little bit, you know, decent weather up there, Gabe, 78, 79 degrees. The wind blowing out. Everybody has been able to score runs. I think the Phillies will score some runs tonight. Maybe one of those six to four type wins. I like the Phillies in this game, but I actually like the team total for the Phillies over five and a half a little bit better. I think the ball traveling again. You get the full nine at bats, and Godley's been really bad this year. Phillies offense waking up a little bit in that Mets series. I think it continues tonight. I like the Phillies team total over here. Uh, Cam, any opinion on this uh, Phillies and Red Sox game? Yeah, I like the Phillies. Uh, I think uh, Boston's just been a, a joke. These guys, uh, their pitching is absolutely horrible. It is, uh, yeah, and, and Donnie mentioned it. Golly's been awful. The bats have been inconsistent. They're just, they're a bad baseball team. Up and down the lineup, the Phillies understand what they need to do. It's a short price for Philadelphia. I'm in, Gabe. I think the Philadelphia's Phillies get it done tonight. I like uh, the Rays, and I like the Phillies. Let's rock. Rays and the Phillies uh, this evening. Yeah, it is. it should be a winnable uh, baseball game with Eflin. Uh, tonight, except not like Eflin's. Uh, it hasn't, it hasn't, no, hasn't exactly looked like Steve Carlton out there. No, no, no. He's not Steve <laughs> Carlton. No. <laughs> no, he's definitely not. <laughs> Man, it's all it's all Boston and uh, it's all Boston and Philly this week, Don. You got Boston Philly sure basketball is. now. Boston Philly baseball. Hey, what, yeah, Boston, maybe you could say at least take one of these out, series. Yeah, yeah, yep. You're yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I would take one of them. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, before we get you out of here, Donnie, anything else on a baseball uh, card catches your eye tonight? Yeah, you know, your Toronto boys up here, Pearson and LeBlanc, I think we'll get some runs in that game. Pearson has the ability to strike out a lot of batters, and last night, finally, those Oreo bats were cooled down by Ryu for the Blue Jays, but I think those bats get revved up again tonight. Nine and a half is better than – it was hovered around 10 a little bit early, but you can get nine and a half out there. I think both sides will be able to score tonight between those two teams. I like that game going over. Nice weather down there, smaller ballpark. I think they get it going tonight. Give me the over nine and a half in that Baltimore game. Donnie, right side. Well, it's great to have you back, uh, Donnie. Great stuff. Great insight, uh, as always, man. We're only going to keep it for a segment or two, and this, this first hour just flew by. Me and Cam will come back with some best bets. We'll get into the NHL hockey on in-game live uh, tonight and track everything that's going on. But thanks for joining us, uh, Donnie. Great stuff, as always. And uh, we, look forward, we look, forward to, um, look forward to talking some football uh, with you, Yeah, exactly. Actually. Hey, coming up on the season. Good to be with you guys. I can hear you. I can see you. Life is good. What more can I ask for? Yeah, I wish I had my jersey, actually. If you can't get it, can you guys go to Cam? Go to an ISO at Cam here. I want to get Donnie fired up. I thought he might be going to the Michigan jersey. I don't know. Is that that what he's going to? (laughs) Is he going to have clothes when he gets back on? There you go, Donnie. I knew you'd like yeah. this one, buddy. Oh, boy. There you go. A little Jim Kelly action. Yeah, come on, Kane. Yeah. Go Kane. fans in the stands, baby. Yeah. fans in the stands. I love it. A little Jim Kelly from the U action. Yeah. Darn right. <laughs> it's a nice jersey. I like those old jerseys. Sweet. Yeah, no tricks. Just beautiful jersey. Nice colors. Strong. I wish Tampa Bay would go back to their creamsicle jerseys. What are they screwing around with the pirate? Like, get the Doug Williams style back. That jersey was the best. Come on. It really is, huh? Like, come on, guys. Figure it out. No, you can't beat it. Old school. Old school Jim Kelly, man. I don't, you know, I didn't keep, I gave away like a lot of jerseys that I've had over the years, but this one I keep. (laughs) I remember I had a a Miami t-shirt, Gino Toretta, like it doesn't fit, like, like, it's like, thanks for the gift. You out of Miami, Gino Toretta. <laughs> yeah, not even yeah. a jersey. It's, yeah, it's just so, it's, you know, me, Gabe, my boiler popping right out. I go, this thing doesn't even fit. Like, come on, come on, guys. Get a grip here. Yeah, Brutal. The best was you, the best was you squeezing, <laughs> squeezing into that. Uh, squeeze, oh, the Galloway squeeze, jersey? Yeah, yeah, squeeze into the Joey Gallo. <laughs> People in Buffalo. Hey, 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 Yeah, yeah. Go back to Seattle. Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, why do you guys hate yeah, the Seahawks? Yeah, yeah. Like, we're not even in your division. It's not Brian yeah, Cox. Yeah, I want to roll that out. No, Donnie Wrightside's a big Miami Hurricane uh, fan. Big, oh, big uh, really? Hurricane fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, awesome. I knew I knew he liked that jersey, but uh, I think he got froze, <laughs> froze on the yeah, way frozen. out. Frozen. So like, frozen yep. in time. All right, so we'll, we'll come back with some best bets. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston uh, Rockets. Let's do this thing. Game time since continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Cam, uh, so what are you looking at uh, here? We just broke down uh, quite a few of the baseball games with Donnie Wrightside. Great stuff with Donnie, as always. I do like the Cleveland Indians uh, tonight. The Pittsburgh Pirates are terrible. They're 4-14. and 14. They're 1-10 in their last 11 interleague games. Uh, Carrasco on a hill here tonight uh, for the Tribe. And, 
you know, we talk about it, Ken, similar situation to the Boston uh, Bruins. They lose their goalie, but it's sort of, um, you know, they rally around Yaroslav Halak after the fact. And if you're on the tribe, it's one of those deals. It's like, yeah, you know what? They're good, but we don't want them here. So it's almost like the guys in the room know we've got to go out there and win, though. Otherwise, like, the team's going to force these two jerks back on us. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because if they keep if, – if, think about that. If the Indians keep winning – the, the, the management would go, all right, man, we're winning. We can't throw these two back in that room now. It's going dis- to disrupt everything. Yep. If they're losing camp, if they lost like six in a row, it'd be like, oh, man, whatever, man. Yeah, police acts a dumb jerk, but we need them right now. Right? So whatever, let them back in since, you know, we don't have a choice. So I think, like, the Indians are sort of, like, rallying together a little bit around this. I might be thinking too much into it, but give me, give me the tribe uh, tonight. And I'm going to go with the race. I told you no one gets rich betting against the Yankees. Well, that was with the Red Sox. I'm ready to do it with the race stepping up in here. Give me the race tonight, minus the 122. So am I. I, I like the race tonight. I also uh, agree with Donnie. I like Philadelphia over Boston. We're going to continue to pick on Boston tonight. I think the Philadelphia Phillies will win that game. And we'll talk more in-game live. I like the Indians, too, Gabe. i got to find a dance partner with them just to try to knock it down to plus as a big favorite there. Uh, in, in hockey, I think I'm probably going to take the Islanders. I like the New York Islanders to sweep Washington. That's probably crazy, but uh, I, I think Washington's all, it's all lip service right now. Later on, Vegas. Maybe a dance partner with the Indians in Vegas to make a nice parlay. I think they knock out Chicago tonight. Yeah, we'll get into uh, we'll get into the Islanders and, and, and the Capitals uh, game. You know, man, last year, listen, we've seen the Islanders uh, bust out the brooms before. I don't think people thought yep. they were going to uh, sweep the Penguins last year, and they did. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.